Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. Mr. Jeffers. Be seated, gentlemen. Be seated. The entire board is here, Mr. Jeffers, except Williams of the credit department. And why is he not here, Mr. Wilson? His wife is sick, sir. But his reports are ready. I've brought them for him. Thank you, Mr. Wilson. We'll get to the credit reports in just a minute. Uh, Gentlemen, uh, this is a sales meeting. And the purpose of this meeting is sales. And uh, what creates sales, Mr. Wilson? A satisfied client and a client who is able to pay the price we ask. A satisfied client represents a sale already made, Mr. Wilson. To sell a product, the maker of that commodity must first create a demand for his product and then deliver to the satisfaction of his customer. But, uh, Mr. Jeffers, so far the market's been small. Our uh, prospects are limited. We sell an expensive item, Mr. Weatherby, but market research will reveal to us a larger demand for our product than you realize. So to make more sales, we must investigate the market more thoroughly. We're in business for profit, and we need a greater turnover. We mustn't forget the risks, though, Mr. Jeffers. Yes, we must give great consideration to credit risk, Mr. Wilson. And the percentage of profit must outweigh the percentage of risk. And where does our greatest risk lie? With uh, our clients? Exactly right, Mr. Weatherby. Therefore, the character, the reliability, the motives, and the credit rating of our prospective clients must be given careful scrutiny. Because we must remember, gentlemen, that the commodity we sell is murder. And now meet Dick Colmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. What's the matter, Blackie? Nothing to do? Plenty to do, Mary. Only I don't have any of the details. Maybe I'd feel better if I knew what you're talking about. It's just this. I've had at least three tips during the past week that a new murder gang is working in this town, and Faraday hasn't told me a thing about them, nor has there been anything in the papers. Maybe the gang hasn't started operations yet. That's not the way I heard it. I'm more puzzled by the fact that Faraday's keeping quiet than I ever was in any case I've worked. Have you tried seeing the good inspector, much as I'd rather you didn't? I've tried phoning him, but he won't answer once he finds out who's calling. And my trick voices don't work with Faraday. He's too smart. Oh, the inspector would give an awful lot to hear you say those words. One of the reasons they're so valuable is that I'll never say them to him. But I'm still puzzled about this situation. You could be just as puzzled at dinner, and I'd like it better on account of I'm hungry. Your appetite and your figure are the greatest contradictions I've ever seen. I keep thin worrying about you. (laughs) In that case, and rather than have you put on any weight, I think I'd better get down to headquarters and see Faraday. The police are selling tickets for some children's benefit, and I haven't bought any yet, so I might as well get them from a pal. 
There's nothing I can say to stop you from going, Blackie. Hmm? You want to keep thin, don't you, Mary? Oh, I see what you mean. Goodbye, Blackie. Uh, come in, Matthews. My name isn't Matthews, Faraday, but I'll accept the invitation. Get lost, Blackie. I'm busy. If I get lost, you'll be busy trying to find me. The only place I want to find you is out. Well, that's where you'll find me. If you come to my apartment to sell me tickets to the children's benefit, so I've come down to your office to buy them. Well, I've got more to worry about today than selling tickets. Well, I'll make it easy for you. This is the last day of the sale. I'll buy every ticket you have left. I'll give you a check for them right now. Okay, here are ten tickets. Now get out of here! What will I make out the check? Say, uh, what's troubling you today, Faraday? What's usually troubling me? Murder. Oh, uh, tell me about it, Inspector. Your troubles are over. It isn't it, it's them. And any minute, I expect to hear about another one. I haven't seen anything in the papers about murders. That's because I can't prove there's been a murder. I know of five killings in the last month, but I can't prove one of them. Elusive killers? Elusive corpses. In the last 30 days, five men have disappeared without a trace. I even know who killed them. But I can't prove murder because I can't find the victims. Good old corpus delecti, huh? Complicates more murder cases. Who's the trigger man? It's not one trigger man. It's a whole corporation which is selling murder. Wholesale. Wait a minute. You know all this, but you can't do a thing about it? Nothing but wait for the corporation to make a slip. It's run like a business, Blackie. And by a former big businessman, too. Ed Jeffers. He used to be head of a large wholesale house. Here's your check for the tickets. Thanks. You certainly were informative, Faraday. You haven't told me about this case before. Why now? Because I don't want to be bothered with your questions. <laughs> but you do want to be bothered with my health, don't you? Oh, do what you want. Who cares? I care. Now, uh, just tell me where this murder syndicate can be found, and the corporation will have company. <laughs> Hello. Mr. Jeffers, please. Speaking. Uh, Mr. Jeffers, this is Weatherby. Oh, yes, Weatherby. I've been waiting to hear from you. Did you close the deal with Harry Brown? Yes, sir. I just took care of it. Fine, fine. You fulfilled every clause in the contract? Yes, sir. You can tell Mr. Brown everything's been taken care of. I'll be happy to. I have another prospect for you, Weatherby. It's a Robert Engels of 11 Elm Road. But I must warn you to exercise the usual extreme caution. Investigate the prospective client's background thoroughly. Don't worry, Mr. Chemers. I know how to handle these things. I have the greatest confidence in you, Weatherby. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, uh, Wilson. Yes, Mr. Jeffers? There's a gentleman in the outer office waiting to see me. Will you send him in? Yes, sir. Thank you. Come in. Mr. Jeffers? Yes, come in. Thank you. My name is Jones, Mr. Jeffers. John J. Jones. Yeah, sit down. Thank you. Uh. I'll come right to the point. I need your services. My services? I don't understand. I happen to know what you sell, Mr. Jeffers, and it isn't what the name of your company implies. <laughs> I don't know whatever gave you that idea, Mr. Jones. We import some of the finest woolens in America. Oh, then maybe I do have the wrong place. You have the wrong name, Mr. Boston Blackie. My face is familiar. And your tactics, Blackie. Now, uh... What can I do for you? Nothing, I suppose. What you can do for me isn't important. If I were you, I'd worry about what I'm going to do to you. Inspector Faraday, the Missing Persons Bureau, just phoned. Again, Matthews? Who's missing this time? A man named Johnson. 
The missing persons bureau questioned his wife, and she said Johnson's only enemy was Harry Brown. Well, let's get hold of Brown. He's already done that, Inspector. He has a perfect alibi. Johnson left his own office at 5 this afternoon. He told his wife he'd be home at 6. Brown was at home at 5 and was still there when we questioned him at 8 this evening. Mm. Several friends were with him all the time, and one of them is a friend of the mayor's. Brown's alibi is perfect. Well, in that case, Brown certainly didn't kill Johnson. Now, Brown has money, of course. Yes, a lot. Then this is another one of those things. Another killing by those guys who sell murder. You have everything but a body and proof, Inspector. Yeah, I've got everything, all right. The best police force in the country. The best scientific methods of crime detection. The best criminologists in the world. But I've also got a company specializing in murder. And that's exactly what they're getting away with. I'm sorry I'm late. Have you ordered dinner? No. I've been waiting for you. I expect you to be late when you're working on a case. How do you know I'm working on a case? Your face has a puzzled look. I <laughs> know. Any of the pieces missing? None of the important ones. I don't think. Let me see. One nose, two eyes. No. You're all there, Blackie. That's not Faraday's opinion, believe me. I just called the inspector and found there's been another killing. That makes six. And the police can't even find one of the bodies. How can you say there's been a murder when there isn't even a body? I can't. But Faraday's so certain the missing men have been killed. I've gone along with the murder theory, too. Oh? Faraday even knows of the corporation that has killers for hire. Huh? It uh, sounded just like you said something about a corporation that sells murder. It's not funny, Mary. I went up to see the president of the company this afternoon, and I think Faraday's right. Oh, Blackie, it's too fantastic to believe. Oh, by the way, I almost forgot. John Gardner phoned your apartment looking for you. Gardner? What did that weak sister want? Well, he said something about socking you on sight. That's the best news I've had all day. What? He's suffering from a bad case of too much money and too little feeling for his fellow man. He's putting pressure on a little shopkeeper I know, and I've warned him to lay off. Oh, that's my Blackie. Always helping somebody else out and getting himself in trouble. Oh, God, there's no trouble, Mary. I can handle three like him as an appetizer. Well, if you can, you'd better begin now. He must have followed me here because he's heading for this table right now. Oh? So I found you, have I, Blackie? So it seems. Go away, Gardner. I'm going to have my dinner. You won't have any teeth to eat it with after I get through with you. You're kidding, of course. Get up for that table and see if I am. Don't do it, Blackie, please. Hiding behind your girlfriend, are you? Well, that's what I thought. They call you Boston Blackie, but you're a little yellow. Excuse me, Mary. Blackie. What were you saying, Gardner? I was saying I'm going to knock your teeth in. Right now. Oh. My teeth seem to be still there. I wonder if your chin will be in a second. Oh. Get up, Gardner. Get up and get out of here. All right, Blackie. Only I won't forget this. And believe me, I'll see to it that you never do either. Hello. Oh, hello, Blackie. This is Faraday. Oh, hello, Inspector. I, I don't just... want to hear what you say. I want you to hear what I say. Okay, say away. What's the idea of clipping John Gardner, Blackie? The best idea I've had in months. Oh, it was a good idea, was it? Well, this is not in my department, but I got wind of it. So I'm just giving you a little tip. You just slugged your way into a good case of assault. You don't say. Gardner just filed a complaint against you. Well, that's not the only complaint he has against me, but this is the first one he's ever had nerve enough to file. I don't know anything about that. I just want to tell you, a sergeant from the 18th Precinct is coming up to arrest you. I don't want you to pull any tricks. All right, Faraday, I'll promise to be a good boy. 
Good to myself. I'm leaving here right now. Blackie, if Gardner makes that complaint stick, you're going to be in a jam. Why did you clip him? I had a reason, Faraday. You see, he had a chin I loved to touch. And now back to Boston Blackie. Ed Jeffers runs a well-ordered business in a strictly business-like manner. But what his company sells is murder. Police in Boston Blackie are sure of Jeffers' activities, but cannot prove murder against him because they have no evidence. And the bodies of six men his firm has allegedly killed cannot be found. Unable to make headway with a baffling case, Blackie apparently drops the matter to settle a personal difference with wealthy John Gardner. As we return to our story, Gardner is at home. Yes? Uh, Mr. Gardner, there's a gentleman to see you. Tell him I see people by appointment only, Jameson. I told him that, sir, but he says the matter is urgent. Now tell this man... Well, all right, all right, Jameson. I'll see him. Very good, sir. Mr. Wilson, Mr. Gardner will see you in the library. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. Come in, sir. That'll be all, Jameson. Yes, what can I do for you? <laughs> I think there's something I can do for you, Mr. Gardner. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Wilson. I represent the Jeffers Importers. I'm not interested in... Ah, but you'll be very interested in our services, Mr. Gardner. We, uh, we do specialized work, and I can assure you that we're the best and most thorough in the business. The best and most thorough at what? Uh, Mr. Gardner, we read in the papers last evening that you brought an assault charge against Boston Blackie. Yes, that's true, I did, but that uh, has nothing to do Mr. with... Mr. Gardner, it. if you won't take offense... Uh, during the past 12 hours, my company has taken the liberty of investigating your background, your character, and your financial status, and your, uh, well, uh, acceptability as a client. What in the world are you talking about? Your acceptability as a client, Mr. Gardner. This isn't the first time you've had trouble with Boston Blackie, and it probably won't be the last. But buy what we have to offer, and we'll settle everything for you. What, uh, what do you have in mind? <laughs> Murder, Mr. Gardner. Murder. You, uh, you'll, uh, kill Boston Blackie? Well, for a price, and I don't hesitate to say it'll quite naturally be a considerable sum. Yes, naturally. Of course, you're interested, Mr. Gardner. Well, I don't know. How can I be sure I, I won't be involved? Oh, you won't be. You see, our method is flawless. First, we investigate our prospective clients. Our investigation determines whether or not they'll cooperate with us in keeping quiet about what we do for them. Oh, I see. Then we, uh, we kill the person. Our client is not involved in the crime because we kill his enemy at a time our client is a perfect alibi. You're very thorough. Mm, very. The killer, one of our employees, can't be charged with a crime because the police can never prove a connection between the killer and his victim. <laughs> Besides, the victim's body disappears. Do you uh, see how perfect our method is? Yes, quite clearly. Well, uh, what do you say, Mr. Gardner? Mr. Wilson, you have a client. I got Gardner, Mr. Jeffers. Here's the money. He paid the entire amount in advance. You're a good salesman, Mr. Wilson. Well, Weatherby, we have another account for you to service. Who do I call kill this time? Boston Blackie. Blackie, huh? Well, I hope we got a good price. Make the job as good as the price and we'll all be satisfied. Well, it'll be just as good as all the others. Maybe better. Where does Blackie live? At 6 Sunset Park, apartment 9A. Sam here will give you all the data you need on Blackie, the layout of his apartment, his habits, and so on, the usual material. 
Within 24 hours, the terms of our contract with Mr. Gardner must be and will be fulfilled. Hello? Hello, Mary. This is Blackie. Hello, Blackie. Where are you? In my apartment. Oh. Well, I told you your fight with Mr. Gardner would make the papers. Aren't you sorry you hit him now? I'm just sorry I didn't hit him harder. Blackie, what's the matter with you? Nothing. I just don't like guys who... Uh Uh-oh. Hey, what's the matter? Nothing. Nothing at all. Blackie! 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 I'll get you another way, Blackie. Not with your gun. It stays on the floor where I just knocked it. Oh, no, it doesn't. Oh, then you go on the floor with it. Yeah, you fucking... Well, you want to get up for more? No, thanks. Then I'll help you. There. Who are you? None of your business. You came up behind me with a gun in your hand. I suppose that was none of my business either. You're one of Ed Jeffers' men, aren't you? I'm not saying. Well, I am. To tell you the truth, I thought someone like you might come calling. That's why I sat so I could look in the mirror and see what was behind me. You sound like you were expecting me. I was expecting someone. What's your name? You mean to say there's something the great Boston Blackie doesn't know? How would you like the great Boston Blackie to go to work on you to find out what your name is? It's Weatherby. That answers my first question. My next is, who sent you here? This was my own idea. Oh, it's going to be like that, huh? You wouldn't happen to know a man named Jeffers. Who? You're being awfully stupid, Weatherby. But then you were pretty stupid to think that you could keep getting away with what you and your boss were doing. Let's go down to police headquarters. Maybe Faraday can think of a way to improve your memory. Inspector, I've got to see you. Uh, apparently, from the way you just crashed into my office, Miss Wesley. Look, Inspector, a little while ago I was talking on the phone to Blackie when suddenly something happened. I know what it was. He got tired of talking to you. No, 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 Inspector. He stopped so abruptly. I know something happened to him. I tried to get you on the phone, but you weren't in. I just got here. Well, Miss Wesley, either Blackie hung up or someone hung one on him. Now, I got no time. Oh, now, look. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hello. Hello, Barney. This is Blackie. Oh, fine. I've got Miss Wesley here. She's scared stiff. Oh, what goes on? Plenty. Tell Mary I'm all right. I tried to call her back, but the line was busy. Well, I'm busy, too. What is this, the telephone exchange? No, but I'm doing a little exchanging. I'm exchanging a theory of mine for the murder syndicate you're trying to grab. And I'll be down to headquarters with the syndicate's production manager in half an hour. Here he is, Barney. His name is Weatherby, and he's one of the syndicate's killers. How many men have you killed for Jeffers, Weatherby? Two, three, four? I'll handle them, Blackie. Sure, when I'm through. Weatherby, you were hired by Gardner to get me, weren't you? Come on, talk. Talking bores me. Weatherby, I'm going to give you two... It's no use, Faraday. We're going to have to find a way to make him talk. I know a way. Only regulations won't let me use it. How did you grab him, Blackie? He sneaked up on me while I was on the telephone in my apartment. That is, he thought he was sneaking up on me. Hmm, But you just happened to see him in the mirror, huh? I was looking in the mirror... Just waiting for him. And the minute he got close enough, I clipped him with the telephone. Great, so we got him. So what do we have? Nothing. You're not very complimentary, Inspector. Come on, this other room a minute, Faraday. I have one more idea. Yeah. But if it works as well as your others, I hope it's your last idea for 20 years. Things are really working out better than you think. You almost get yourself killed and you say things are working out? Yes, Faraday. I'll tell you a little secret. Go ahead. I'm sure Jeff has plans to try to kill me. And I plan to stop him. 
The plan of one of us is going to work. Mr. Jeffers, I want to talk to you. Well, sit down, Mr. Gardner, sit down. I know exactly what you want to talk to me about, too. Yes, you should. I know Boston Blackie is still alive. I know... And I know I paid you to kill Boston for me. But your man didn't kill him. Do you want your money refunded? I'd rather have Boston Blackie dead. In that case, I promise you, you are a satisfied customer. Give us another 24 hours and we'll fulfill the terms of our contract. Phone Blackie and have him up to your house for a reconciliation. Have him there at 10 o'clock tonight. All right. Make sure the servants are out. I'll ring the bell at 10. You'll open the door for me and then join some friends next door so you'll have an alibi. All right, Mr. Jeffers. Very good. I'll see you at 10, Mr. Gardner, because this job I'm going to do myself. Well, you're right on time, Mr. Jeffers, and... You are doing this job yourself. I promised I would, Mr. Gardner. Is uh, Blackie here? Yes, in the library. Alone? I told you we'd be alone here. Who's that? Blackie, in the library. I thought you said he was alone. He is. Oh, why is he laughing? We're going over some old cartoons. He must be leafing through the rest of them. You see, we patched up our differences. Uh, he thinks. He has no idea whom I came to the door to meet. Fine. Now, where's he sitting in there? In what position? Well, if he's just as I left him, he has his back to the door, sitting in a low-back chair. You can open the door and get a clear shot at him. You're being a great help, Gardner. I really shouldn't charge you the full fee for this. <laughs> All right, never mind. Get the job done. It's as good as done right now. Oh, you're leaving? Yes. I want to be sure I'm next door when the shots are heard. You will be. Good night. <laughs> Don't move, Blackie. Oh, hello, Jeffers. You want to see these cartoons? They're wonderful. I'll have to take your word for it. But you won't have to take my word for the fact that you'll be dead in 30 seconds. Take my gun's word for that. You're going to kill me, are you? That's what he thinks. Huh? Drop that gun, Jeffers. Faraday. I said drop the gun. Oh, my hand. You're not hurt, friend. Guns in guys' hands make me nervous. Oh, about fists. You want to play, do you? Keep away from here, Blackie. This is my fun. Okay. Go ahead. Enjoy yourself, Faraday. <laughs> You handle your hands pretty well, boy. Nice going. Thanks. Now, we've got enough on this guy now to hang him. Providing we can get Gardner to talk, where is he? He's supposed to be right outside the door. Oh, Gardner! Right here, Blackie. Well, apparently our plan worked. That's the president of the medicine he could lie down on the floor. Yeah, and we've got enough on him to hang him now. Thanks for your help, Gardner. Oh, that's perfectly all right. But the next time you and I stage a fist fight like we did in the restaurant, take it easy, will you, Blackie? <laughs> My jaw still hurts. Well, I had to make that punch good. I had to hit you hard enough to knock out a gang of killers. Some night. Some rain, eh, Jack? Yeah, it is, Tom. What kind of a night to be hauling $100,000 in cash to the countryside? All you got to do is protect the dough. I got to drive this truck. And I ain't sure if we're in the country or the city. This rain's so thick I can't see ten feet in front of me. It is a heavy rain, all right. Yeah, it's some black night, too. If it wasn't for that white line in the middle of the road, I'd have to pull up and wait for the rain to quit. Oh, I guess there's no danger of running off the road as long as you can see that line, Tom. No, but it's the only thing keeping us on the road. Well, let's step on it, huh? We'll get where we're going fast. Uh-uh, Jack. Nothing doing. The road's too slick. There's no telling who we'll meet around the next bend. 
There's nobody on this road on a night like this, Tom. Anyhow, this isn't the main highway. It's just the truck route. Truck route, yeah. If I was hauling anything but a load of cash, I wouldn't have to drive on a night like this. I'd be able to... Uh-oh. Some turn up ahead. Boy, I'd have sure kept going straight if it wasn't for that white line. Boy, will I be glad when I get this... Tom, car- look out! What? We're off the road! Get- You're heading for those big trees! Jump, Jack! Jump! 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 <laughs> What a plan, Harry. What a plan. That armored truck cracked up just the way I said it would. Yeah, Bob. Split wide open. Now all we gotta do is climb in and haul out that hundred grand. Ah, sure thing. But first go around to the cab of the truck and see how the driver is. And if the crash didn't kill him, see that you do. <laughs> <laughs> 